Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. Hi, this is Tony Tenille, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that Penny Pizer will join us at the top of the hour. We'll be up to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we will round out our first hour by playing part two of a conversation that began last week with our friend, Jeffrey Mark, Jeffrey Mark, Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, music and TV historian, and show business, Rack On Tour. Jeff will share a few thoughts on some of the recent passings in the world of popular music over the past few weeks. But before we do that, uh, we, we mentioned in one of our resets that you're about to launch a radio series. What can you tell our listeners about it? Well, some of you may, have, may know that I've written two books about Ella Fitzgerald, who I think was the greatest singer who ever lived. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've toured around the country uh, doing nightclubs and concerts, singing songs from her repertoire, and talking about her life, because Ella's life was kind of tragic. Very interesting. Uh, she never revealed her private life on stage. Now that she's gone and I've written these two books, we're finding out that, wow, who knew while she was singing her heart out all this other stuff was happening. And there are tribute shows out there. Sinatra has several. Elvis has some. But there's never been a regular show devoted to the music of Ella Fitzgerald. So I am, in fact, as we are talking, I am taping a a pilot for Jeffrey Mark Presents the Ella Fitzgerald Songbook. And each one-hour episode will be my talking about Ella's music on a theme, and then playing some of it. This first one is Ella and Cole Porter, talking about how her recording Cole Porter's music took her from being a star to a superstar, and telling those stories and playing the music, and then each week will be a different theme. And people can follow uh, where they can hear. Uh, Jeffrey Mark presents the Ella Fitzgerald Songbook through your Facebook page. Absolutely. Go go on Facebook and uh, Jeffrey Mark, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-M-A-R-K, and any time I'm doing anything in public, I post it there or you can find it. Um, I am working on a new version of my original Lucy book. I'm calling it the New Lucy Book. That will be out for Christmas of next year. I've written my memoirs. That'll also be out next year. Um, I'm working with Anne Berlin on her memoirs. So a lot of stuff's happening. A lot of stuff happening, and you are steeped in music history, both as a scholar and as a performer. The past few weeks have been sad weeks 
have been very sad for music fans. We've lost a number of giants in the music industry, uh, including Mac Davis and Helen Reddy on the same day. Well, selfishly, I feel very old because Helen and Mac became famous right around the same time. Mm -hmm. Both began writing songs, hit in the early 70s, and uh, I was in junior high school or high school when they really became famous that they're gone now and at relatively young ages that makes me feel old yeah helen was a trailblazer that she wrote a song that became an anthem for the women's movement if that's all she ever did god bless her for that she took a lot of flack for that song for her stance on women's rights and although she was never tremendously public about her personal life, she also didn't hide it. And she took a lot of flack about that, too. So I, I think Helen Reddy was a hero. Was she the greatest singer who ever lived? No. She had a very, very pleasant voice. She knew how to use it to its best capacity. And she sang very good pop songs and then wrote others for other people as well. Mac had a different career trajectory. Mac was first and foremost a songwriter, mm -hmm. and he was very handsome. Now, Mac is one of those men who sang, acted, took his shirt off and looked nice. He made movies, uh, but I think the best thing Mac Davis did was write songs. Mm -hmm. uh, his singing career was not as celebrated, probably, as the songs that he sang, and other people sang of his. He was a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. And we, we've talked in other shows about charm and warmth. And both of these people had that. I don't know how you couldn't like Mac Davis. His public persona was so warm, so casual. The movies he made, he was good in them. Was he a great actor? No. But he was handsome and pleasant and funny, and you, you, you didn't mind his presence in the film. You kind of were glad he was there. But if you went through a listing of all the songs he wrote for himself and others, you'd go, wow, this guy is a writing genius. And he was. So each of them, Helen and, and Mac, we have to take our hats off to them and go, wow, you, you, you changed music. And they changed music at a very hard time. Because the 1970s was almost schizophrenic in its music choices. Rock and roll, the Elvis kind of rock and roll, even the Beatles kind of rock and roll was dying out. We were making the transition into disco music. Yeah. Uh, country and Western was becoming country pop. Nobody really knew what direction music was going in. And yet these two managed to tap into the tastes of the American public, break through, and stay broken through. Me meaning they became stars and they stayed stars. I just, I just admired them both. They were true to their own talents. They didn't try to be something they weren't. Uh, you didn't see Mac Davis recording hip-hop because it became the latest thing. Yeah. You know, I don't think Helen already did disco. Not that there's anything wrong with doing. No, but no, I, but no, no, she, but both both stayed within their comfort zones, and as you say, I mean, they had different career trajectories, 
but they remain active and they remain uh, relevant in, within those career trajectories. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's one more point I want to make about both performers before I let you go, Jeff. With regard to Helen Reddy, you mentioned, obviously, she first made her mark in the 70s at a time when music was, was changing. It's easy to forget she was the, if I remember correctly, she was the original host of the Midnight Special, which was a very significant show because it was one of the few live music performance venues on television in the early 1970s, and it changed late-night television as we know it today. She was the first host on the first episode and appeared often on the show. Yeah. Again, uh, for those of you who are too young to remember what we're talking about, Midnight Special uh, was a late-night show on weekends, I believe on NBC, mm -hmm. hosted by Wolfman Jack as the narrator kind of guy. He, he wasn't really up front but he was the consistent each week. Yeah. And uh, it presented singing live. Uh, the show wasn't live, but these people were not lip-syncing to records. The cream of the crop of whoever was popular to young people at that moment. So there was a little bit of country, there was a little bit of rock, there was a little bit of hard rock, there, was, there were bands, there were singers. Across the board, uh, almost sort of an Ed Sullivan show for young people. And it was very, very popular. I watched it. And I, you know, my, my taste for music runs much more to jazz and mm -hmm. Broadway and big bands and what we call the Great American Songbook. Yes. I loved the show. Um, it, it allowed me to hear music I probably would have never bought, but it kept me in tune with the other kids at school. I knew what they were talking about because I watched Midnight Special. It was a, a very, very well-produced show. And Helen was wonderful on it. You know, both Helen and Mac were able to host things. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we should mention that quickly. They both had specials. Mac had his own variety show. They were good at communicating. I, I think because that, that being true to yourself thing we talked about a moment ago, mm -hmm. I don't think either one of them ever really pretended to be anything they weren't. And therefore, they were able to talk to us at home by being them, and uh, we liked them. We, we as a people liked them because we kept coming back to see more of them. As the snow flies On a cold and gray Chicago morning A poor little baby child is born in the ghetto One last point. I may have mentioned this on Facebook uh, I'll share it again. Mac Davis, among the many songs that he wrote for other artists, arguably the most famous was In the Ghetto, which even though others have sung it, it it's, a, it's an Elvis Presley song. And he wrote, lots of, he wrote a lot of songs for Elvis. But one of my sisters, she had a number of Mac's albums in the 70s. And I, 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 think, it's this, and I think it's the album called Song Painter, which is a great image. 
by the way. But uh, uh, Song Painter includes Mac's cover of his own song in the ghetto. And when I first heard it, you know, as a kid, 10, 11 years old, I was very moved by that song. It wasn't until many, many years later that I realized that he wrote it for Elvis. And while Elvis's version is the standard, Mac Davis, I thought, did his own song well when he sang it on his own album. I agree with you. And I think as a music historian, quite often, although someone else may have the hit, if you are the person who wrote the song, somehow the guy or woman who wrote it sings it just a little bit better. Yeah. Because they and they alone know what the author's intention was. It's true. <laughs> but they're able to interpret the song the way they want it. Uh, in, in my nightclub act, I sing a song called Ordinary Fool. It's written by my friend Paul Williams. It's not very well known, but I recorded it. Uh, and Jack Sheldon plays trumpet solo on mm -hmm. it. And when I do it live, I sing to a track so I can include Jack's trumpet solo. I recorded it. Karen Carpenter recorded it. Ella recorded it. I think Mel Torme recorded it. It never became a big hit for any of us. But although Paul sings very differently than any of us, mm -hmm. Paul's singing voice is a pop voice. Who sings it best? Paul Williams. Yeah. Because he knows what he was thinking when he wrote it. And tying it all together, he wrote one of my favorite Helen Reddy songs, You and Me Against the World. And one of us is left to carry on Then remembering we'll have to do We could do three hours on my friend Paul Williams. We should do three hours on your friend Paul Williams, or at least a half an hour one of these days. But in the, in, in, in the meantime, Jeffrey Mark's books include Ella, a biography of the legendary Ella Fitzgerald, Everything You Want to Know About the First Lady of Song, which is available wherever books are sold, as well as at Amazon.com. Very soon, Jeff will be launching Jeffrey Mark Presents the Ella Fitzgerald Songbook, which uh, uh, will be heard on radio stations across the country to keep up with Jeff. Uh, you can follow Jeffrey Mark on Facebook. Jeffrey Mark, always a pleasure to have you on our program. I look forward to our next conversation. Always, sir. As far as I'm concerned, I don't get to be on with you enough. Penny Pizer will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? 
It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-717-6901 That's 855-717-6901 You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. Become a TV Confidential Confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click become a confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.